Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Going to be wrapping up the season with this episode, unfortunately, for 2021. But of course, I will be back next season to hang out with you folks. I just want to thank you all for participating. I mean, you guys are what makes the show, the podcast, what it is. You know, everybody chiming in. I'm loving all the stories that you guys send in. Chaos at gmail.com. Love participating with all you folks on Twitter at Chaos. It's just been one hell of a year. I get it. It's been a shit show. Let's call it what it is with the Orioles. Well, you know, it's the Orioles. They're doing their best. They're in a rebuild. No, this shit sucks. It was a shit show. It was 110 losses. A lot of people out there are are so glad that the shit show is finally over. Again, 110 losses. No matter how you spin it, that sucks. Watching six months of losing baseball. Doesn't matter what kind of fan you are. It blows. (laughs) So... Most of you are probably thinking, all right, I'm okay that it's over. It was brutal, but we got through it. Now, like I said, I tweeted out, no matter what the situation is, I'm always going to be excited about Orioles baseball. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping, (laughs) obviously hoping for a better season next year. It's like when people say, yeah, hopefully next year is better. Yeah, no shit. Understatement of the year right there. Season is officially over. Are you watching some playoff baseball? Goodbye, New York. They decided to spend $450 billion on their roster, and you shit the bed. It's fantastic. They're watching the Yankees in Boston play each other. It's almost like, what would you rather have, your right nut kicked or your left nut? You know, obviously talking to a guy, but it's, you know, watching those two battle it out. I usually just want a, a good game between those two. I'm not really rooting for anyone. It's my wife said. She goes, who are you rooting for here? I said, nobody just wanted to be a good game. So uh, Red Sox continue on the Yankees go the fuck home. Like I said, I I think the Yankee fans over the years have been more obnoxious than the Red Sox fans. Anytime they come to Cannon Yards and don't get me wrong. They're both obnoxious as hell. I'm not a violent person, but if I was, I would probably take a lot of my anger out (laughs) on Red Sox and Yankee fans when I'm at Cannon Yards. But season's over. How do you feel about 2021? Was that your daily routine with the Orioles? And I got uh, some emails that came in, a couple emails that are interesting, pertaining, of course, to the Orioles. Always love hearing from you guys. I'm going to remind you again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A lot of people, it's a routine. You come home, you get something to eat. Maybe you, you time dinner out just right at 7 o'clock, 7.05. for playing the Blue Jays, 7.07. And you sit in front of the TV, boom, there you go. You're having a good night. Maybe open a couple drinks. All right, there you have it. Regardless whether the Orioles lose or not, it's your routine. You had something to do. You watch sports. You had a rough day at work. It's been a stressful day. Maybe the kids, maybe the wife, maybe the husband, you know, nag, nag, nag. You just want to get away. Go downstairs, upstairs, wherever it is that you get away. Tune into the Orioles. Peace and quiet. Boom, they're losing 10 nothing in the first inning. But we do our best to continue to watch the whole game. I wanted <laughs> wanted to get to something real quick before I get to the email and uh, uh, moving forward. We all know Mike Bordick, right? Our buddy, Bordy, Mike Bordick. 
look, I, I don't know his situation. I know he's got kids. I don't remember if he's married. Is he single out there again? Bar hopping, trying to find the one. But the other day, he posted a video. Someone retweeted, so I saw it. Of him without a shirt. Guy's ripped. Good for Bordy. Looking good. I'm sure feeling good. It's like these short shorts on. They look like sweatpants shorts. I don't know. It's a real quick video. And he's doing like a quick exercise showing people like his favorite workout. <laughs> now, there's only a couple reasons why you're going to post yourself on social media without a shirt on, all oiled up. You know, of course, when you're working out and you look good and you feel good and, and you're all, all ripped and you want to show everybody what you're working with, why not? Now, if I posted that short shorts, got all oiled up, I'm tan, I'm looking ripped, and I go out back and I do a little 30-second video of my favorite workout, and I post it all over Twitter, and, and my wife's going, what the hell are you doing? If I said to her, oh, I'm just trying to motivate people. That's all I'm doing. My wife would be like, is that what the fuck you're doing? You know, she getting her thong, start bending over in front of the camera. Oh, I'm just motivating people. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he got in an argument with a friend of his. You know, he's like, look, I'm telling you, I still got game. I still got it. His friends are like, ah, Mike, give it up, man. You're getting too old for this shit. Mike says, all right, you watch. You watch tomorrow. Go on Twitter about one o'clock tomorrow. You'll see. They're all like, what the hell? Day later, there's his friends. Look at Bordy jumping up and down without a shirt on, all oiled up. I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> Good for him. And on one of the comments, some woman was like, oh, my God, my dream came true. I shit you not. Jim Palmer right below responded to her comment and said, hey, can I join your dream? I'm going, what the fuck is happening today? You got Mike Bordick without a shirt on, flashing his pecs. You got Jim Palmer asking some woman if he can jump in her dreams. Like, what is in the air? Oh, Palmer, feeling a little hot and heavy on Twitter, throwing out some flirt tweets. <laughs> so I'll have to go back and check this week, see if uh, old Bordy put out another 30-second clip of him all oiled up, showing everybody what he's working with. I just thought that was a little odd. I don't know, right? Mike Bord. I mean, look, people do that all the a billion people out there are showing themselves on social media, but I don't know. Mike Bordick? <laughs> it was just interesting. God, whatever. Moving on. So, yeah, uh, again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. There was an email that came in speaking of uh, daily routine with the Orioles. Uh, this gentleman, his name's Adam. He's from Detroit, Michigan. Tunes into the show. Appreciate it. Not sure if that's where uh, he grew up. And you just decided, you know what? Going to pick to uh, root for the greatest team in baseball. But Adam says, I'm definitely upset the Orioles season has ended. Here's why. My girlfriend and I, every Sunday, would watch the Orioles and play strip baseball. The rules are simple. Each base hit the Orioles get, we both take off a piece of clothing. When an Orioles batter hits a home run, we kiss. It's always better when they hit a home run after we take off a few pieces of clothing when kissing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Adam, we know what you mean. <laughs> I never understand why people feel they have to say, you know what I mean, after saying things like that. It's like a buddy of mine was like, yeah, I took this girl home, took her to my place. We got naked, went up to my room, had fun, if you know what I mean. I'm like, how else was I supposed to interpret that? What were you concerned? I was going to think, oh, you walked upstairs, had coffee and read her some poetry. Yeah. We all know what you mean. 
So yes, Adam, <laughs> I know what you mean, buddy. Anyway, uh, he continues. He says, um, close off when kissing usually starts the fireworks. There you go. Uh, he ends with, if an Orioles batter hits a grand slam, well, wild things happen. Anything goes. Well, there you have it. Adam is a, is, is upset because, I, I don't know, maybe the only way that him and his girlfriend kind of fool around is when the Orioles play on Sunday. <laughs> it's like, what do you do now? Sounds like to me, you need to keep that vibe going with the Ravens. You know, every first down, piece of clothing comes off. But Adam says when it's a grand slam, anything goes. Wild things happen. I don't know, Adam. Feel free to elaborate. Some of us like to live vicariously through people who do fun shit like that. Could honestly say, I don't think my wife and I have ever done anything where, uh, you know, a base hit or home run, we're taking clothes off. I know we've gotten pretty hammered watching games at home. We've gotten so excited, we just start taking shit off and throwing it around the house. But that's a new one. <laughs> Base it, take your clothes off. Grand slam, anything happens. Home run, we start kissing. So basically, if the Orioles game's delayed on Sunday, I'm assuming you guys just pretend there's, you know, 15 base hits, four grand slams, and you just go at it. Right? Anyway, Adam, appreciate the email. So he's upset. The Orioles are done. And so is his foreplay. Sure, he'll figure it out. Like I said, you know, figure something out with, with football season. Come on. Think outside the box. I got to say this year, one of the things that I can think of is it's just getting depressing seeing Camden Yards empty all season. Anytime you watch a home game on TV or even I, I went there a few times this year, it's empty. And I understand why it's empty. They're not fun to watch. Call them fair weather fans or whatever you want to call them. But when a team is good, stadiums filled. When they suck, stadiums empty. That's why we love opening day. Regardless of what's happening with the Orioles, what kind of fucking rebuild they're going through. We all get together. It's usually a sold out crowd. We're all having fun, singing, drinking, eating, high-fiving each other as we're walking by. It's just an electric stadium during the game. And we kind of know in the next couple weeks, it's not going to look like this. And by mid-June, you got 4,000 fans, you know, and they're telling fans you can uh, come on down and fill in the lower deck so it doesn't look so depressing on TV. But opening day is great. I was chatting with my neighbor. He's an Orioles fan. And he says uh, when he th I asked him, I said, hey, uh, the 2021 season's over. I'm just curious, you know, what do you think? First thing that comes to mind because we like to talk sports and Orioles. He said the first thing came to mind is the first team in baseball history to have losing streaks of 19 and 14 games in the same fucking season. And then he just kind of walks off. <laughs> he just dropped the mic. It's like, you want to know what I think about the Orioles season? I'll tell you. And then off he went. You know, are you concerned the 2021 season has more losses than the 2019 season? I I'm not too worried. It's just, I mean, the pitching couldn't have been any worse. And I have a feeling that Mike Elias is going to, open up that checkbook and make some changes and flip-flop some things and some guys who are on the IL and the bullpen might come back. I don't know, Hunter Harvey, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with that guy. Hopefully he gets his shit together. But does any of this bother you? You are the, the low percentage of fans who go, ah, who cares? It's a It's part of the process. We knew this was going to happen. Just the way that things, I mean, look, 19-game losing streak, 14-game losing streak, I don't care what kind of fan or what kind of patience you have. That sucks. But a lot of you out there apparently are like, yeah, it's all, it's all good. 
I mean, look, there's a lot of happy moments. Look, Trey Mancini, for God's sakes, being able to watch a guy like him come back and play baseball and do what he loves because we love watching him and he loves playing baseball. I mean, how fantastic was that? Cedric Mullins, 30 for 30, ends the season, 291 average, and I know that son of a bitch. Oh, my God, he wanted to end the season, of course, over 300. He was getting so frustrated. Those last couple weeks, things just, you know, he couldn't get on that roll. And his average kept 303, then 301, and it's like, oof. All season. I don't think once the guy dropped below 300. It's amazing what he was doing. 59 RBIs, of course, 30 home runs, but he's a leadoff batter. So, you know, it's not going to have as many RBIs. Mountcastle breaking Ripken's record. I mean, how cool is that? Hitting 33 home runs. Are you kidding me? This guy's just going to keep getting better and stronger. John Means, no hitter, of course. How fucking cool is that? Rule five pick Tyler Wells pitching well for this team. We're getting excited for Adley Rushman coming up. Grayson Rodriguez, just afraid that if Adley doesn't go you know, 50 for 50 on his first 50 at bats. <laughs> We're all going to be like, wait a minute. The hell happened here? Adley Rushman. Fuck we need him for. We have Austin wins. <laughs> well, obviously he'll be the backup. I just have a little feeling. We're not going to see Pedro anymore. Look, Like Paul and I were saying, by the way, I got a lot of good feedback pertaining to Paul Valley. He's in front of the show. Always like having him on just to chat Orioles. It's just like he was saying, he's in his late 30s, and he, he's only seen 13 winning seasons. It's tough to get excited when we've seen a shit ton of losing seasons. A lot of us say, look, we'll believe it when we see it. I know we keep being told, hey, look, light at the end of the tunnel, look at all these players coming up. I'll believe it when I see it. That's coming from me. That's what I'm saying. I'll believe it when I see it. And when I see it, and I see season after season after season, we're competitive. I'll be happy as a pig in shit. And then I'll go, that Mike Elias, he's all right with me. I like him. Also, I uh, received an email over the past couple weeks. I uh, received him from Yasir. He says, Elias should be fired. Oh, this has to do with what Paul Valley was saying. He could see Cedric Mullins being the one to get traded because he just doesn't have an arm. And as he was breaking it down, I, I said, look, I, I'm on board with you. I, I, I get it if that would happen because Cedric Mullins, he really does not have an arm out there in center field. And when there's a runner on second and the ball gets to center field, he's not going to throw the runner out. And Austin Wins is the guy with the cannon. So I was on board. I said, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're right. Mullins doesn't have an arm. Win, uh, Hayes, he's got a cannon out in outfield. He's quick. He's got a great bat. So I don't know. I could see that. I say we're probably going to get a, a couple tweets or emails of people going, what the fuck are you talking about? And Yasir wanted to start it off. He says Elias should be fired if he trades Mullins. Nothing else to say about that. And that's how he ends his email. <laughs> of course, I completely agree why fans would be outraged trading Mullins. Uh, so get why Paul would think Mullins could be the one traded between Mullins and Hayes. Most likely not, but. You know, Mullen's arm just doesn't help his argument. So I, I seriously doubt the Orioles will part ways with Mullins. It was hitting basically an average of 300 through the whole season. I get it. Look, that's all he says. Elias should be fired if he trades Mullins. Nothing else to say about that. That's his email. I understand completely. It's crazy to think that Mullins started the 2019 season 6 for 64. We were all like, sayonara, bitch. You know, those people were like, no, I wasn't. I was rooting for the kid. Shut up. You were not. 
everybody was like, dude, this just isn't working out for you. He goes to AAA Norfolk, then the AA Bowie. Here he is up here. All of a sudden, everybody wants to build his statue right next to Jim Palmer at Camden Yards. So, baseball, what a wild, wild game. What a wild ride. Mullins, Cedric Mullins, the man. A lot of Mullins jerseys I saw wearing out there in 2021 down there. Down there, Camden Yards down there over there. <laughs> My brother-in-law. Uh, who is not from Baltimore? I was trying to teach him the other night how to because he's moved to Baltimore and he likes it here. He's going to stick around for a little bit, but I was teaching him how to talk. You know, when you live down Baltimore now, down there, over there, up there, got to say water. So it was pretty funny trying to teach him how to how to fit in, how to sound like a local. It just sounds awful. But talking about Austin Hayes, played 131 games this season. Rich Dubrov on Twitter posted, Hayes hit 284 with a 921 OPS from September 1st to the end of the season uh, with 22 RBIs. Now, of course, he finished the season with 22 home runs, so we all know Austin Hayes has a great arm, uh, can chase down some line drives, and has a great bat. So, you know, like I said, Cedric Mullins, if he leaves, that would suck. But think about all those pitching prospects, right? All those pitching prospects. All right, so the Orioles with the Diamondbacks. It was a head-to-head who was going to get first pick in the draft in 2022. I mean, if anything, that was entertaining in itself. The Diamondbacks and the Orioles going back and forth. Boy, did the Diamondbacks figure out ways how to blow games. I mean, look, just like the Orioles, but, man, it was getting close there. So, of course, the Orioles getting the number one draft pick. few names getting tossed around out there. Right now, Elijah Green is the player that everyone's talking about as of right now of who I hope that the Orioles do draft. And, of course, it's early, so who knows what's going to happen by the time it comes down to the day of drafting that player. But right now, on ProspectsLive.com and a bunch of other sites, Elijah Green would be the smart choice if you're the Orioles making the first pick. And here's what they have to say about Elijah Green. It's pretty heavy. One of the most exciting players in the country. Green is a do-it-all power cake package of explosivity and bottled energy on the baseball diamond. Already six foot three, 215 pounds, he's a physical specimen built different than his colleagues. Simply put, there's not much Green cannot do. At this stage, Green might be the best prep prospect the MLB draft has seen in quite some time. Some evaluators believe he could be a plus hitter with plus plus raw power, and he's already tapping into that juicing game. He's currently at least a 70 runner with a 70 arm as well. There can be some swing and miss in his game, and that's a huge part of prospect evaluation, so it'll be something scouts are keeping a close eye on. But there aren't too many warts in his game. Green is a very special talent. And teams will be keeping their eye on him in the draft. Also says Elijah is the son of former Steelers Pro Bowl tight end Eric Green. We don't care about that because I don't care about the Steelers. All I care about is Elijah Green. If that's the case and he's the real deal, well, hope Elijah isn't fucking around with this one. Just pick the best player like you did with Adley Rushman. So that'll be cool if we have, <laughs> if what I've been reading. And, you know, reading it right there about Elijah Green, this guy's a real deal. Go get him, Elias. 
We'll just have to stay tuned, see what happens if Elias makes the right move. Of course, we won't know whether he made the right move in the first pick till years later. But again, want to thank the Diamondbacks for winning just enough to allow the Orioles to have the first round pick. Mentioned it a hundred times before on here. I'm not the fan that roots for the Orioles to get the first round pick. I want them to win every single game. Now, yes, the last week of the season, fuck it. They are where they are. Go ahead and lose out. Get that first round pick. Diamondbacks shit in the bed with a 513 ERA, 29th worst in MLB, which helped their shitty season that they had, although they gave another year extension for the manager, the Diamondbacks. All right, whatever. But I'll give you one guess who was the worst team of them all. All 30 teams uh, with the uh, worst ERA. That's the Orioles, of course, with a 585 ERA. When you have the worst ERA in baseball and you are terrible just from top to bottom, starting rotation to bullpen, you're not going to win many games. So I'd like to see what Elias is going to do to try to help make this team better. Now, I don't think he's going to be spending top dollar on any pitcher, anybody in the rotation and bullpen. He's probably going to spend a little bit of money on some veterans, put in the bullpen. Maybe he might spend couple dollars on a a four or five to put in the rotation veteran kind of guy so I don't think he's going to uh, surprise many of us with spending big dough on a big time arm but I'm just glad that I don't have to get any more texts this season I shit you not man these text messages I would get every time the Orioles would lose it would say that's a good thing from a buddy of mine who's been rooting for the Orioles to shit the bed so we can get the first round pick and I keep telling him it's a 60% chance that that first round pick's even going to work out. You know, you're rooting for the Orioles to lose every game to possibly pick a DJ Stewart. <laughs> Look how that's working out. Don't know how much more patience the Orioles are going to have with DJ Stewart, one of the worst outfielders I've ever seen play the game. And this is a professional ball player who is playing in the major leagues. He is awful. And he just can't get on a rhythm with his bat. So I'm sure, like Paul said, when he called in, (laughs) their patience might run out after spring training if he doesn't do well there. It's like sayonara, man. But they didn't give up on Cedric Mullins, and and look what happened there. So who knows? Maybe DJ Stewart next season will go (laughs) 30-30. Seriously fucking doubt it. But it's sports, so we never know what's going to happen. Now, since this is the last episode, I just want to remind you one last time here. Spotify, Green Room app. It is a free audio-only social media platform for sport fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need to do is download Spotify, Green Room app. It's free. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join. That's it. There you go. There you have it. There's one thing I want you to remember. (laughs) After this season, go join Spotify Green Room app. Now, when Gary Thorne left, I was a big fan of his. A lot of people were saying, look, he's getting old. He's uh, forgetting players' names. He's making the wrong calls. (laughs) I mean, he was. A lot of jokes, you know, about Gary Thorne not being sober behind the mic. I don't know if it was true. But anyway, I enjoyed listening to him 
and Jim Palmer behind the mic. It was almost like listening to a podcast with those two because they would start getting real silly, especially if it was a blowout, whether the Orioles were, were beating the hell out of the team they were playing and vice versa. Those two would just start making themselves laugh and giggle, and you know, I'd start laughing. It was fun listening to him. So when Gary Thorne left, there were some big shoes to fill. And I got to tell you, Kevin Brown has just been fucking killing it. He's witty. He's quick. He does his homework. He makes it sound like he actually cares the city of Baltimore, the players, and the game he's calling. He sounds like a, a true fan of the Orioles, like his entire life. I mean, he's just killing it. And I'm loving it listening to Kevin Brown. I hope they put him more on the television. I know Scott Garceau got a lot of shit this season. He didn't do the best job. But, you know, again, it's a, it's a tough job, and sometimes you got to get on a roll. But Kevin just jumped right in and right off the bat, just his witty humor. I had a lot of fun listening to him, and I, like I said, I hope he continues to do more uh, gigs on the television, calling games. I mean, he's great whether he's on the radio or TV, but... You know, I watch more games on the television than I listen to on the radio, so I'd love to hear Kevin call more games. And every time I saw his name on Twitter, it was just people giving him props. I think everybody can be on board that Kevin Brown absolutely fucking killed it this season. So that was fun. If there's something else I can take away from this uh, 2021 season that was fun, I'll say listening to Kevin Brown call games. So, look, yeah, there are some bright spots in the season. But I got to tell you, when you have 110 losses, I don't care you know, how bright you're going to tell me the future is and what kind of players are coming up. And yeah, that's great. Cedric Mons, Mount Castle, uh, John Means, no hitter. Yeah, that, that's great. But, you know, come on, Orioles. Let's get this fucking team going. Let's go, Elias. I know you're doing everything you can. We're all losing patience, even though the blueprint says whatever, however many. I, I don't know. I don't think any of us knows, but we're losing our fucking patience. We want the Orioles to win. Let's go. I just know that Elias is probably not going to dump all the money into these big star players, but hopefully Adley Rushman doesn't come up in a season where they 50 to 60 wins again. Grayson Rodriguez coming up. He's going to help out. Hopefully John Means has a good season. And, you know, if Elias can pick up a number three or four pitcher, probably going to be a veteran kind of guy. Uh, you know, season will turn around and and we'll start seeing some better wins. So anyway, folks, it's been a blast this season. Again, next season, I'm going to be giving away tickets and I'm sure more people are going to get on that list of wanting to give away tickets. I I get it. I mean, there's a good amount of people that reached out and wanted to be on that list of uh, giving away free tickets. And hopefully the gentleman, Kevin, who went, he had a good time. He saw the the Rangers play, but I'll be giving away uh, tickets basically every season. Just saying thank you for tuning in. And being part of the show, anything on your mind, even through the season, you want to talk some Ravens football, something's on your mind, love to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you on Twitter, at FullCountChaos. Folks, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for making this season as fun as it was, even though the oil shit the bed. You guys helped make this season fun. Till next time, see ya.